Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Mark. Welcome to Conversations in Courage. Each week we will talk about a range of topics, from race, to our school systems, to the state of our nation, to fear, and of course, to courage. Everything that lights us up and pisses us off. Absolutely. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our home. We are so excited to get started. You know, you may hear the dishwasher running or the cats meowing, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's get going. Happy Monday, my loves. It's just me this week. I wanted us to have a one-on-one conversation. And I promise you this won't be a long episode. (laughs) I promise I will spare you. Um, The 45 minutes of just me speaking. However, I think it's so important to, one, give thanks to everyone who has been on this podcast so far. All of our guests have been incredible and incredibly insightful. And I hope that for all of you listening, you're finding little nuggets of knowledge or empowerment or... I hope you're finding nuggets of whatever you need in the week that you're able to listen. Um, I I certainly have, and I can definitely speak for Mark and say that he has too. And I think it's interesting that even though um, we bring on people who agree with us, right, who agree that Black Lives Matter, who agree um, in the value of BIPOC kids and their education being equitable, you know, all of these things, the way that we've all voted in this, in this last election, well, and the 2016 election, but, right, um, even though we share uh, so much of the same values, um, we're also different. And, and so, we all uh, just get this like continuous learning, which is, which is what it's all about, which helps us to be better allies, which helps us to be more tolerant of others, right? And it, I think that's part of why I wanted to talk to you myself today. It's because um, I just wanted to share some things that have been coming up that may be helpful to you in your journey, or it may be affirming to you if you're, you know, a black woman kind of like looking for, uh, you know, confirmation that you're not crazy, that everyone else is crazy, um, whatever, whatever it may be. And so the first thing I want to talk about, which is something that I put on my Instagram this morning, is this idea of giving up your privilege, And uh, this came up in uh, a group that I'm a part of at work called Accomplice Circle. And it's, it's, you know, mainly white people, a few, a few people of color. Um, My co-facilitator is Stephen Gresham, who we've had on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to his episode, definitely do. He's brilliant. Um, But, you know, we get together once a month to talk about being an accomplice, to talk about what's going on in the world, to talk about the sort of demons we're fighting, to talk about the clumsiness of allyship. And yesterday, giving up your privilege came up. And 
I want to pause on that. I want to give that space because I want to know what that means for you. It's been a call to action, you know, for at least a year on social media, right? Of course, of course, much longer than that. But for a lot of people, they're just starting to hear that phrase. And what does that mean? What can I give? What do I have? And I think that while I can't, while I can't tell people um, what they should give up, because I think we all approach this work from a different place, and I think um, I think we all have different ways to contribute, right? So I can't tell you how you should be contributing, but I'm going to ask you to to think about what it is that you can give. Is it, is the work internal? Is the work checking yourself and your assumptions, right? Which I personally find is, is harder than the external work, the giving of time, the giving of money, uh, the going to events, that sort of thing. I think the internal work is much, much harder because as humans, we don't want to be uncomfortable, and giving up your privilege inherently means making your life less comfortable in certain ways. And it takes so much work and self-awareness and also self-compassion to do that internal work. And so I want to leave you with that. How can you give up your privilege? I want you to think about that this week, especially if you're someone who's been attending the inclusivity series on Thursday nights. Um, you know, I'm sure your mind is already buzzing with lots of lots of nuggets of, of how to be better, how to do better. So think about this one. How can you give up aspects of your privilege? And if you're unsure about what privileges you may hold, Oh my God, Google it. There's so mu- I mean, there's so much information out there on, on what it means to be privileged, on types of privileges, right? It's not just about money. We've said that before. Um, there are so many things. There are so many ways that we can examine privilege, and therefore there are so many ways that we can, um, that we can make ourselves uncomfortable in the name of justice and equity. The second thing I want to bring up is um, uh, how people of color might be feeling right now. There's so much violence and chaos and sadness and death and despair and poverty. And it just, it feels never ending because it is never ending. And so my call to action is going to be twofold. If you are a person of color listening to this, I need you to take care of yourself. And that may be getting off of social media, that may be not watching the news, not being, you know, not exposing yourself to to these images um, constantly, daily. You know, you know what that is for you. Hydrate sleep, nourish your body, right? Do what you can to keep yourself whole, to keep your cup full. 
And then for the white people who are listening, it is perfectly normal and okay and human to check on your BIPOC friends, to check on your black friends, right? We, you know, part of how we are in such a a weird place, um, and I'm using the word weird intentionally because I just, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Part of part of why we're in this place is is the lack of acknowledgement about what's happening, right? It's, it's kind of similar to the phrase, I don't see color, right? The lack of acknowledgement, white people, it may free you, right? But it continues to shackle the people of color. And so it's perfectly fine to acknowledge to your friends, to your colleagues, to your family members, whatever it is, it's acknowledge what's happening, Acknowledge the hurt, acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the disgust. Don't center yourself, right? But acknowledge. It's okay to say, I can't imagine what it feels like. But I'm here for you. If you need anything, I'm here for you. That person may, they may need takeout, right? They may need a workout buddy. They may want to vent to you. Uh, any, I mean, anything, right? Just leave space to, to be a human with another human. And not only will it um, possibly open up a dialogue that promotes growth on both sides, but it also just, you know, allows you as the white person looking to be an ally it allows you a chance to, to grow into um, being a better ally, right? And it might allow a person of color to just exhale for a moment, knowing that, knowing that they're held. I know for me, I appreciate, um, I appreciate when people are just like, hey, I'm thinking of you. You know, that's all. That's literally... All it takes in my DM or, you know, a couple of hearts or whatever, right? They can't solve this problem, but I feel seen. I know that I'm appreciated. I know that I exist and I know that they know what's happening in the world. And I know that they're at the very minimum keeping up with what's happening. And if they're keeping up with what's happening then maybe, just maybe, they're going to take action so that it doesn't keep happening. I hope this makes sense. And I think this last piece, I'm like looking at the time. I can't believe I've only been talking for 10 minutes. This is amazing. Um, I think the last piece requires a little bit of time from you. Uh, we should We should be thinking about doing like a life inventory and I'm talking to the people of color and I'm also talking to the white people I'm mainly talking to the white people but I'm also talking to the people of color we should do a life inventory literally sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil you know I'm big on physical writing materials um I think it's I think it's it's just uh more solid to write these things out There are so many issues 
um, with which with which white supremacy sort of um, affects, for lack of a better word. And, you know, like, for instance, we can talk about, you know, we can talk about racism as a whole, or we can talk about white supremacy as a whole, but sometimes, you know, we kind of, we kind of use these big words and it's like, well, what do we actually mean? So we can talk about education, we can talk about housing, we can talk about wellness, uh, and even within wellness, we can talk about fitness, we can talk about our actual healthcare system, right? So there's all of these, there's all of these ways in which white supremacy uh, filters into every fiber of our being and every system and institution that we participate in as members of this country. And I'm wondering if we took an inventory of of what we spend our money and our time on, what could we change just from there? And not even not even just like um you know something as simple as not shopping at Home Depot because they contributed to Trump's campaign, right? That is something. That is absolutely something. But also, who do you follow on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media outlets you participate in? What are you literally seeing every day? What's your diet of news, of people, of organizations, right? Can we take an inventory of what of what we're participating in, willingly, unwillingly, knowingly, unknowingly, and then can we start to make little shifts in our own lives that then create a ripple? So I'm thinking specifically, if this still sounds obtuse to you, I'm thinking specifically about people in my own life who, um, I'm going to use fitness as an example just because, right, this is what I do. But I'm thinking of people who are, you know, vehemently against discrimination and yet still uh, spend their money in fitness places that are exclusionary and discriminate. <laughs> you know, and, and I always wonder, it's something so silly but also not silly. But I just wondered, like, what would need to happen for these people to either stop spending their money in these places or to create an uprising with other clients or other instructors in these places? Like, what would it take to really make change? What would it take to force these businesses and these corporations to actually put their money where their mouth is? What would it take for my life to mean more than a black square on Instagram? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I mean, if I did, I would be a millionaire. I wouldn't even have this podcast. I would be doing something else. <laughs> but truly, I, I, I feel like um, part, of the, part of the answer is, is maybe an awareness. Maybe not understanding the full scope of 
of how our actions um, ripple out into the greater society, maybe because we always sort of default to, oh, well, I'm one person. What does my one $30 class or my one purchase at Home Depot or my one whatever it is, what does my one thing matter? But if you think about the collective, if we're all (laughs) doing that one thing, then it adds up to a society perpetuating the very thing that we say disgusts us. And so I think those are my, my three things that I would love for you to take away this week. One, to think about your privilege and to think about how you can do the work. You personally. And, and just you. Not, uh, not pointing fingers and saying, well, this person should be doing this. And uh, just what can you do? What resources do you have? What can you give up? for the greater good? How can you make space? The second thing is checking on the BIPOC people in your life, holding space for them, giving support to them, and absolutely acknowledging what is happening. And I think also in line with that, if, if you are uh, someone in a leadership position Make sure people have time off when, when there's tragedy and or trauma. Make sure people feel psychologically safe in the environments that they work in. It's incredibly important. And the third thing is to take an inventory of the ways that you spend your time, your money, your resources, which does go along with, um, which does go along with giving up your privilege, but this inventory is totally outward driven, right? We're not talking about any like sort of like internal things when we take an inventory. We're talking about your external environment. So I just want to make that distinction. Think about the places where you could redirect your external resources in order to make space for equity. And of course, if you need to reach out and suss anything out, you can DM me. However, (laughs) make sure you've sussed some things out, right? Don't like you know, respect my time, respect my inner resources, or you can pay me a lot of money and I'm happy to just like sit with you for an hour (laughs) and figure it out. Um, But yeah, I hope this was helpful to y'all. I am so passionate about helping in whatever ways I can in whatever, with whatever energy I have. Um, because obviously I still have to protect myself and this little baby that's coming in three months. And so, you know, 
We're just doing the best we can. But I hope you got something out of this tiny bit of time with me. We'll be back next week with more. And I hope you have a peaceful, restful, boring-ass, uneventful, (laughs) filled with love and sunshine week. Take care of yourself and take care of the people around you. Bye.